Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go! Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair. He's at the helm and behind the wheel, and therefore he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his hard line. Today is Tuesday, October 10th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 615. Part A will be a reading out of Job chapter 14, and then part B, which will be on the other side of this, Panic in NATO. Daily disclaimer, I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer, and I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice. And I do not have a political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. And while I am a member of the Michigan General General Assembly, I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. I also want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, and Tactical Civics, or any other organizations outside the Michigan model. I'm not involved with any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, or David Strait and Company, and furthermore, do not endorse or advocate for violence. I'm not a party to any deep state cult, Freemasons, nor am I one of the many reprobative miscreants who are actively trying to implode the general general assemblies across this land. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and also for educational purposes, unless otherwise referenced. So there you go. So I hope everybody's having a good day so far. I know I am. I just got off of work. And the reason we are doing recording drops instead of a live show is because today, I actually didn't say today, actually this past weekend was my father-in-law's birthday, uh, but they were out of town. And so we are going to be going out to eat tonight, or I should say this evening after I'm done uh, with this and I get in the shower and we're going to go celebrate a few days late or a couple days later. So it's going to be a belated birthday dinner today. So there, that'd be great. Um, 
All right, let's get right into the reading. And then, uh, like I said, we'll close out part A of the show after the prayer. And then we will cut over to the other side with part B. And again, that is called um, Panic in NATO. Okay, with obviously with regards with what's going on over there on the other side of the pond with Israel and all the chaos that's ensuing over there. And we definitely have to make sure we keep Israel and the people of Israel and the civilians, uh, you know, over there in our prayers. So Job chapter 14. Today I am reading out of the New American Bible Revised Edition. As you all know, I do bounce around from Bible version to Bible version. The New American Bible Revised Edition is actually my preferred, but lately um, more. Uh, over the last couple months, I've been, you know, bouncing back and forth between the NASB 95 edition and the new King James version. Uh, every once in a while, I'll dip into the Geneva 1599 Bible. But even though New American Bible Revised Edition is my preferred version, I try not to uh, show favoritism on the show with that. I try to bounce back and forth with at least three or four different versions, uh, just so it doesn't seem like I'm, you know, favoring one particular version because everybody has their own favorite version, right? Okay, Job chapter 14. Man born of woman is short-lived and full of trouble, like a flower that springs up and fades, swift as a shadow that does not abide. Upon such a one will you set your eyes, bringing me into judgment before you. Can anyone make the unclean clean? No one can. Since his days are determined, you know the number of his months. You have fixed the limit which he cannot pass. Look away from him and let him be, while like a, hire, uh, a hireling, he completes his day. For a tree, there is hope. If it is cut down, it will sprout again. Its tender shoots will not cease. Even though its roots grow old in the earth and its stump dies in the dust, Yet at the first whiff of water, it sprouts and puts forth branches like a young plant. But when a man dies, all vigor leaves him. When a mortal expires, where then is he? As when the waters of a lake fail or the stream shrivels and dries up, so mortals lie down and never to rise. Until the heavens are no more, they shall not wake, nor be roused out of their sleep. Oh, that you would hide me in Sheol, shelter me till your wrath is past, fix a time to remember me. If a man were to die and live again, all the days of my drudgery, I would wait for my relief to come. You would call and I would answer you. You would long for the work of your hands. Surely then you would count my steps and not keep watch for sin in me. My misdeeds would be sealed up in a pouch and you would cover over my guilt. Mountains fall and crumble, rocks move from their place, and water wears away stone, and floods wash away the soil of the land, so you destroy the hope of mortals. You prevail once for all against them, and they pass on. You dismiss them with changed appearance. If their children are honored, they are not aware of it, or if disgraced, they are, do not know about them. Only for themselves, their pain, only for themselves, their mourning. And that is the reading of Job chapter 14. So the words from Job 14 certainly remind us of the fragility of human life and the what seems to be never-ending challenges that we face throughout our days. Now, just as a flower blooms and quickly withers or a shadow passes without leaving a trace, our lives are but a brief moment in the grand tapestry of this existence. And our struggles and trials 
we may question whether anyone can make the unclean clean, right? Because Job's words echo a universal truth. We all carry imperfections and faults. And we are reminded that our days are obviously numbered and our time on this earth is very, very limited. And even in the face of this transience, there is hope though. See, Job draws a powerful analogy with a tree in this reading. When a tree is cut down, the stump seems to be lifeless, right? But it still can sprout new branches. It reminds us of the resilience of nature and by extension, the resilience that lies within us. And life has a very, very incredible ability to renew itself and to find a way even in the most adverse of circumstances. But what happens when we face the inevitable, meaning when a person's time comes to an end, Job's words can provide solace and peace even in these moments, because it seems like a journey into the unknown, right? Like water's drying up or a stream that vanishes. When man lies down and dies and does not rise, I mean, that's just the basic simple fact of life. But yet Job expresses a longing, um, a deep yearning for a future beyond our earthly existence, beyond this realm, right? Where we can rest and wait for a time of remembrance. It's almost like a yearning for a deeper understanding of what lies beyond the veil, a mystery that transcends our comprehension for sure, at least definitely my comprehension. And so in the face of this yearning, I think it's pretty important to recognize that the beauty of life itself, because with even with all its imperfections and trials that we are faced. See, our steps may be counted and we may find that our misdeeds can be sealed away, but it's a testament to the incredible capacity for transformation and for forgiveness and let's not forget hope. Job acknowledges the unstoppable force of nature, right? How mountains fall, rocks move, water wears away stone, yet in the grand scheme of things, we will continue to pass on generation after generation, right? We will continue to pass on, leaving this world behind. But what remains, and this this really should hit hard, you know, should, should hit home with you very hard, because what remains are the legacies we've built and the impact that we've had on those around us. Our children, whether honored or disgraced, will carry our influence into the future. Think about that for a second, folks. What remains after we are gone are the legacies that we've built and the impact that we've had on on those around us. It doesn't matter about the amount of money you leave behind or how good your 401ks and your investments were or how much of a, you know, how much, how much assets you leave behind. And none of that matters. What kind of impact did you leave on those who encircled you? What, what kind of legacy are you leaving behind for your children? What lessons did you teach them that they're going to carry on forward 
with their kids and their grandkids and, and their future posterity all around. You know, this is a pretty profound reading, if you ask me. One that really gets me reflecting pretty deeply on how I live my life on this earth, right? Because we all eventually meet an expiration date. We just don't know when that expiration date's going to be. You have a beginning and you have an end, right? You have a birth year and a death year, a birth date and a death date. And that little dash that we always see on tombstones, what are we doing in the middle of that dash? Because it does not matter the amount of money you have in your bank account. It does not matter what kind of cars you're driving. It does not matter how many square feet your house is. It does not matter how green your grass is. It doesn't matter what kind of wardrobe you have or how many likes on Facebook you have or how many Instagram followers you have. None of that crap matters. How are you living your life? What kind of impact are you making? Are you serving and using your gifts and talents that God gave you, that he factory installed in you from day one, are you using your gifts and talents to serve humanity and to serve him? The first thing that pops into my mind is Jesus washing his disciples' feet, serving others, right? What kind of impact are we leaving for those around us after we leave this earth. I'll tell you what, this one really hits home for me in a, in a very profound way. So let us take these words of Job as a, a deep reminder of the fleeting nature of life and the enduring hope that resides within us. Because in our everyday struggles and triumphs, let us find inspiration in the resilience of the nature, natural world and the eternal promise of a life beyond our understanding. Even as we journey through our, our brief existence, may we leave a lasting legacy of love, kindness, and hope for generations to come. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, <clears throat> Wow, this is very much a profound reading and something that really inspires deep reflection and thought. And as we gather in your presence, we reflect on the words that we just read here in Job, and we find peace in the understanding of our brief existence and the hope that lies within our hearts. And in our moments of trouble and uncertainty, we always turn to you seeking your guidance and comfort. Father, I also want to keep those that are asking and praying to you for healing and who are looking for miracles. We ask for your divine touch to reach those who need it, who need it most. You know, the sick, those who are suffering with cancer, the broken. Bring your miraculous healing to those facing illnesses, pain, and despair. And may your comforting hand be upon them, filling their lives with renewed strength and hope. Father, we also lift up those who are struggling in their marriages. I know many who are dealing with challenges and just struggles all around. And Satan seems to be dipping his finger in the middle of all of that, trying to stir the, the water, if you will. 
And so in the face of challenges and hardships, we ask for your wisdom and grace to guide these men and women who have come together in holy matrimony as man and wife to become one. Help them find reconciliation and the strength to rebuild their bonds of love and trust and to invite you in the middle of that marriage while evicting Satan out of their marriage and out of their home. May their unions be restored and their relationships be a testament to your enduring love. And as we journey through the uncertainties of life, may we find inspiration in the beauty of the world around us. And may we leave a lasting legacy of love, kindness, and hope. Father, help us to be vessels of your peace, sharing your love and compassion with all those we encounter. We offer this prayer with open hearts, knowing that your divine presence is with us in every moment. In your name. Jesus Christ, your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ, we pray for healing miracles and strength to navigate life's challenges. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so that is all we have for episode 615, part A. We are going to close this out, and we will be right back on the other side. God bless, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for listening to His Hard Line. 